0: Research, a research podcast from the Institute of Education at Dublin City University with me, your host, Dr. Peter Tiernan. Okay, I'm here this month with Dr. Morris O'Reilly from the School of STEM Education, Innovation and Global Studies at the Institute of Education, Dublin City University. Thanks for joining me, Morris, episode 10. Really appreciate you giving up your time today to come and speak to me about your research work. Well, Peter, I'm very happy to be here and thanks for asking me. No problem at all. So as we always start with, can you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I've been um, working in education some way or another for over 40 years now. So I started in um, Dundalk Institute of Technology back in 1981 and uh, worked there until 1998 with three years sandwiched in that period in the University of Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. And in 1998, I came to St. Patrick's College, Dunkondra. Which is here on this campus, which is now DCU, was there until incorporation in 2016, and then stayed on the same campus but moved uh, theoretically to DCU. It became so, part of DCU. So, then, so that's yeah. that, that's been my career. 40 years. I. I finished employment in DCU September of last year, so technically I'm retired, but it's really active retirement. You're still involved in a lot of things uh, on Quite campus. Quite a lot of things, yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's a real pleasure to keep in touch with, with colleagues, to do some research with them, and uh, to continue my own work, uh, both in Ireland and internationally. Yes, and it's lovely to see you still around the campus, from our point of view, too. Thank you. Um, so, can you tell us what you're here to, to speak about today? Well, I'm here to talk today about a unique online exhibition at the Edward Worth Library in Dublin. Lovely. So, most people haven't heard about the Edward Worth Library. I, I, I introduce it to many people, but they've seen they've seen the outside of the building mm-hmm. very often. It's the yellow building beside Houston Station, okay. which is always on the news when there's anything to do with HSE, because it's Dr. Stephen's Hospital, and in there it's the headquarters of the HSE... But there's a room in there which hasn't changed since the building was built. And when was it built? It was built in 1733. Wow. So it's well over a quarter of a millennium old. Oh. And, and that, it's the room, in that room is where the library of the, a medic, uh, Edward Worth, who, who was, was born in 1676 and died in 1733, the mm. year that the, building was, the library was completed. And his collection of books are there. Okay. It's about four and a half thousand books and uh, quite a lot of them are scientific. And of the scientific ones, quite a lot of them have to do with mathematics. Okay. So it was, uh, I heard about this. I heard about this actually on a beach in Cyprus, uh, as one does. So that gives you an idea that it, it really it's it's hard to hear about it. But I decided uh, to go and visit it in um, June 2012. I asked the librarian if I'd come and visit. Mm-hmm. There was a, a Fulbright professor um, with Castell in DCU for a year, Professor Bill McComas, and uh, he was always interested in seeing new things. So I said, let's go together. So I arranged in June uh, 2012 with the librarian to go and visit us, and I was gobsmacked. It's, a, it's an extraordinary room. When I said nothing has changed, well, I guess there's a sprinkler system is in there to stop <laughs> the burning down. But that's the only the only concession to modernity in this room. There's one or two smaller rooms outside where there's administration, etc. But the bookshelves, the books themselves, everything was conceived uh, by Edward Worth, who was a, a well-off medic um, who had studied in Oxford and Leiden. And he really was passionate about books, he, about science and uh, he decided to set up his library. Okay. He did not want it to be absorbed in Trinity College, which is what, where such collections would normally have mm-hmm. ended up. So he made it his business to set up a room, a, a spacious room to house his uh, 4,500 collection. And right. it seemed very interesting to have a look at these from a mm-hmm. mathematical perspective. And
0: I suppose just to say in your introduction as well, your primary areas would be maths education and you know, I started off in mathematics, yeah. very much in mathematics,
1: and uh, well, that's where this interest is. Gradually, I got interested in education. Probably got interested in education significantly when I was in Tanzania in the early nineties, okay. and then in the late nineties, I got interested in history of mathematics. Okay. So really, that's where this connection is. This brings is, yeah. together three important strands: mm-hmm. uh, mathematics, which is where I started, and then education where I've ended up if you Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. and then as well as that history I didn't like history at school by the way you Mm -hmm. know it was there was a choice between history and physics and for me that was a (laughs) no-brainer I did physics uh, in secondary school but um, uh, as you know about yeah 25 to 30 years ago history started knocking on my door and I realized it's important to know about the history of one subject absolutely so that's that's the space um
0: and is it are you doing something with the space?
1: Well, what has happened is that um, as I was teaching history of mathematics on the BA program in St. Patrick's College, Drumcondra, which mm-hmm. merged into DCU. And um, it's, I was encouraged by various encounters to get involved with original sources. Okay. And that's something which I had never done until I had encountered at the Edwardworth Library. Mm-hmm. So in um, May 2014, I invited some of my students to come and see the library. Mm-hmm. And it was too late in the semester. It was the end of semester. They were, like I was, they were gobsmacked by it. They thought it was amazing to see this, this library, to see the books... Um, that were there, which they had maybe heard about some of them, or some people they hadn't heard about. But the, most of them in Latin, of course. Some yeah. in some in English, some in French, uh, some in Greek. They're the main languages. So it's a little bit esoteric from the point of mm-hmm. view of somebody studying mathematics, and normally mathematicians aren't well versed in in the classic languages. Um. So um, it was too late to do anything with. But at that moment I said I must really do something for the next cohort and that was in 2016. So um, that uh, in 2016 made sure that the the visit of the students, there were 20 students, second and third year BA students taking mathematics, including two uh, American students and um, so I made sure that we visited early on and I I gave the students plenty of structure mm-hmm. to engage with the material there of course they weren't permitted to take the material out of the library it's very precious material but the, most of the books are famous books and they're available uh, online uh, in, 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 in various places but it's you know for the uninitiated it's hard to navigate that mm-hmm. space so it was incumbent on me uh, to design a project to help them engage with the material okay. and produce an essay. So what they were required to do—the main part of of their um, project work for, for, for that module in history of mathematics in the second—it was a second semester of two thousand fifteen sixteen—was uh, to to choose a book from the library uh, to write about its content, its author, and its context. Okay, very interesting. Uh, that that was the the brief. With, and the idea was that, uh, in collaboration with the librarian, she was very keen on this. That the end product would be an online exhibition, okay, with the students' voice, which is which is would be permanent. It's there to this day. Okay. Now the librarian Elizabeth Ann Bourne. I should mention the names of the people involved in the project. Elizabeth Ann Bourne was a librarian. Um, the, uh, uh Anthony O'Gahan, who's, uh, who t- took all the f- photographs of the works, and, of course, uh, Fiona Howard, who was uh, working in the maths department in St. Patrick's College from Condren mm-hmm. at the time, and is now about to finish his PhD well, uh, with me as supervisor. Best so to that's look been, to Fiona. That's been a lovely relationship. But um, going back to the Edward Worth Library, uh, the... They already have several online exhibitions at that time okay. in, in various different topics, such as chemistry and alchemy, for example, astronomy and uh, other topics. So there wasn't one on mathematics. Right. So there was already, the, the space was already available there to enter in and mm-hmm. work. But this was the first time that um, the Edward Worth Library had engaged in a project where undergraduate students were the authors of the exhibition. Uh, and that was, a, a, you know, a major departure from from the tradition. There sounds like a, a, a such a great experience for the students. It was, and a huge challenge, of course, mm, mm. and uh, very important that they were kept on board because some of them, of course, you, you get a very diligent student who wants to, you know, delve into the whole thing. But with 20 students, of course, you get the less diligent as well. Mm-hmm. And they want to say, well, how do I get through this module with uh, minimizing the least effort? amount of effort, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so um, it was a question of navigating a, a broad range of, of students. And um, I, I made sure that, you know, they had a clear uh document about where to go including initiating them how to search online for material where, um, which hasn't to do with uh, um, you, you know equations or, yeah, or yeah. algebra or, or what the technical aspects they're used to and many of them of course wouldn't, wouldn't have been used to that at all mm-hmm. and this, this sort of work was, was quite new to them but overall uh, it, it was a most fruitful and rewarding experience Probably, I would say in the yeah forty years I've been teaching, probably the, um, the what well, among the most rewarding, not the most rewarding experience as far as, as, as teaching, doing something new, uh, and having students work in, wow. in in ways that they're not familiar That's with.
0: A strong statement from someone with your prestige and experience in the area. So if I can just uh, recap uh, in slightly for our listeners, so there is the library in Whitworth. Is that right? Edward Worth. Edward Worth. So Edward sorry. Worth Library. Sorry. Yes, so
1: he that's the name of the medic, yes. Um,
0: and there's a
1: collection of uh, volumes on mathematics. Um. and many other topics. The mathematics about four and a half thousand books, of which maybe a bit over a hundred are mathematical. Okay. And um, there was an element where your students went to see
0: this and that was more for them to get the feel of the place and the context mm-hmm. and have that experience of such a such a old and significant place to view. And then in order to like, bring that to life for the students, but also on a, on a broader scale, you set up a project where your students needed to um, is it write summaries of those uh, volumes and that became an online repository then of information. That's right. an
1: online exhibition. So okay. we, they, they were asked to write a, an essay, as I said, on the... Uh, pick a book, mm-hmm. write an essay on the content, the author, okay. and the context. And that became and the and that, became, that was the oh, essay. That. And so that had to be edited, of course, because um, according to sensible rubrics, so that it looked coherent, um, of course, checked for plagiarism and mm-hmm. those sort of things, um, because... Undergraduate students, although they've been told about plagiarism, they don't really know about the details, mm-hmm. you know, and especially students who are taking mathematics, they mightn't be quite so familiar w- with, um, you know, th- those kind of issues. Although they were taking in others, it was a two subject BA degree, so okay. they were taking mathematics with, say, English or geography or Gaelic, for example. Okay,
0: uh, and the edited form of their essays essentially became the online exhibition. That's right, yes. Okay. And I suppose. Um, in terms of the student experience, I know you've said it was one of the most rewarding experiences that, that you've had as, as an academic. Was there a sense from the students about their experiences, their feedback on going through that process? Very much.
1: They were they were wowed by it, you know. And um, it, it was, you know, it's important afterwards not just to have the exhibition there, but also to uh, talk to the world about it, in mm-hmm. particular the specialist international group, and... Uh, known internally as HPM so that's history and pedagogy of mathematics okay. so it's it's a worldwide group and um the HPM group uh, have regular conferences so I was able to present at one of those conferences which was a mathematics education conference so it was a, a subgroup of that, and that conference happened to be in Dublin in 2017 in Crook Park so and I was one of the organizers along with my uh colleague Therese Dooley. So it, it was really marvellous to be able to present on the Edward Worth Library project here in Dublin at an international conference with people from, especially all over all over Europe. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was really, you know, very important mm-hmm. to Great. be able to do that. Sounds lovely. Um,
0: and the, the student experience again, so I, I know you've said that they, d- they got a lot from it. Was there anything specific that they drew out? Was it engaging with the history? Was it looking at it in the different languages? Was it just the experience of looking at the old volumes in the
1: area? Well, certainly, I mean, they did talk about, um, you know, being, being initially intimidated when mm-hmm. they saw, you know, books in Latin, yes. for example. Yeah, as I would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and indeed, uh, I am too, yeah. uh, don't get me wrong. But it, I think it, it, they, they spoke about uh, transcending Mm. That that strangeness, okay. and that was that's important. Moving into a different space because the, the traditional way of learning mathematics is unfortunately still learning a procedure mm-hmm. and repeating the procedure lots of times and sitting an exam and showing you can do the procedure correctly. Mm. But of course, that misses really what most mathematicians do mm. because they they struggle. They 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 have to articulate, mm. um, and that's something that. A lot of students don't get the experience of I think there's there's a good move in that direction at all levels at primary post primary university. there's a m- lot more work being put into improving the experience in mathematics mm. education. And I'd like to think that that this is, this is part of it, and certainly the students did talk about the difficulties, but they also talked about how the whole thing inspired them and you can see the quality of their work was 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 just amazing okay. that they, they uh, got they it. and of course, the time frame was very confined. you know mm-hmm. you have a ten week semester, mm-hmm. and all of, you have to get them into it and uh, get them to the end of it. And it wasn't the only thing they were doing in that yes, module. Of course. Yeah. If I were doing it again, I'd probably, um, you know, have, have less of other stuff in it because, because there's there's plenty to do in in looking at original sources alone. And, yeah, yeah, But but they needed to find out about we we went back to ancient Babylon on the one hand and this reason, you know nineteenth century and, and early twentieth century mathematics as well. So we did a a, a complete course in history of mathematics, yeah. even though. Generally, the books that are in the Edward Worth Library are confined roughly to a 200-year period from okay. um, maybe the second quarter of the 16th century to the second quarter of the 18th century. Okay. So, so um, it was a specialist part of yeah, that yeah, It's
0: almost like a subset of everything that you've yes, you yes. done. I suppose the obvious question now is where would we be able
1: to view this? Oh, you can view it online. The best thing to do rather than give you, you know, a a URL is, is to say, just do a Google search and put in Edward, Edward, then worth and mathematics. Okay. And if you put in those three words you'll get to the it. exhibition. And for our listeners, I will do that uh, Googling
0: and put the link in the description of the podcast. Okay. So can, so uh, yes, maybe I'll put the proper link. Yeah, I, yeah. I won't say it out
1: now because I'll probably oh, no, make no. a mistake.
0: Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I suppose, li- linked to that then, the conference presentation that you did in, in Dublin, would that be available if we were to add yeah. the link to the podcast too? Yes, I,
1: I-, I can. Yes, it's it's available. It, the conference was CIRMI. That's the Conference of uh, European uh, Research in Mathematics Education it was the certainly ten, the tenth such conference, and uh, the paper is available, okay. and I can give you the URL. Yeah, and I'll add well.
0: that to the description for our listeners too, so they yeah, they can sure. look at that because it sounds like a really interesting read for, um, as you say, mathematicians, but also the the
1: historians, like the historic side of it as well. I think it's really interesting. Well, I think, and also for those who are teaching mathematics mm, mm. at whatever level, because you know, I mean, I, I've been for the last five years of my work here in DCU. I've been working with a prospective primary school teachers mainly, hmm. and um, you know when you tell them that you know the mathematics came from somewhere that it's not just there, hmm. and they can be a little bit surprised, Absolutely. you know. And it gives uh, a different sense of it, doesn't it? That it's... I like to I like to talk to them about you know especially ancient mathematics, mathematics which is long before this Edward Worth Library material. Mathematics in Mesopotamia, um, for example, or mathematics in Egypt, and what that was like, and mm. how and how come we know more about what happened four thousand years ago than we know about what happened three thousand years ago? Mm. In in the first case in in, in Mesopotamia, in the second case in, in in Egypt. So there's there's plenty of of work and material through mm. there, and also motivating students Mm. in primary school and in even more so in post-primary who maybe have turned off by mathematics Mm. or Mm. don't see it and say oh yes when we start finding out about people's lives i mean one of the students when i was teaching history of mathematics before the edward werthel library project i was telling them about the the most famous family of mathematicians the bernoullis in, in in switzerland in in the late 17th and into the 18th century there were about five or more of them and what they were they were arguing about one another over who who discovered this or that and uh, the father and son and, and brothers fell out with one another and one of the students equipped immediately. Oh yes, just like a normal family. So it's nice to see. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, it's yeah. one of the one of the key moments for me in teaching history. But it's nice to see when students understand. Oh yes, mathematics is an activity that that ordinary people do, mm-hmm. and everybody is ordinary, and everybody is extraordinary as well in different you know, ways. So? Yeah, yeah. In, in different ways. So so it's good to see that that it's normalised and not not you know esoteric.
0: Okay. So I suppose. The next thing then is, what would you like to do next? What's next for this project or this area? Would you like to connect with
1: anybody, link with, in with anybody around this? Well, there's a lot happening. Okay. And um, just, uh, just after incorporation, I had another group of students and we did a similar project uh, in Marsh's Library. Marsh's Library is probably better known to, to Dubliners. Mm. It's beside St. Patrick's Cathedral. It dates from 1703. It was a, the first uh, public library in Ireland. And uh, they have a very broad collection it 's a much bigger collection it's not in such pristine condition as the Edward Ross library collection and we've already uh, done a similar project, a bit different it's uh, honed to the to marsh's library, but it hasn't been written up yet there's no okay. exhibition that 's mainly because of covid and also and other things which which uh, which disturb the flow of things but that in that that material has been collected in 2017 18 i think okay a- and it needs to be it has been uh, brought to light okay and that will be but so what's well, the space for that you, uh, absolutely but the other thing is um in linking into um the the communities in ireland and internationally that's really important every other year we have a history of mathematics uh, conference and Again, that's been put off because of COVID. So we hope we'll have one in 2023. And so I need to get moving on that. And that's likely to be a collaboration with, with one of the. I won't, don't want to mention everything. Well, reveal I'll that. Reveal it. that in case, in case thing, things don't work out as intended. And then there's also the collaboration with the international community. I've just mm-hmm. come back from a conference in September in Mainz in Germany on the history of mathematics education. And now just uh, last month, November, there's a a major collection of of, uh, articles uh, uh, published in ZDM. That's one of the most important maths education journals. uh, And that special issue was on history and pedagogy of mathematics. Mm. So it's a real live issue Mm. internationally. And I think it needs more uh, uh, visibility in Ireland too great great well i think um
0: your expertise in the area but also your willingness to do this innovative work i think is it's great and if anybody's listening and wants to you know connect with morris about future projects on this online library space and history mats, um, we'll have your contact details as part of the uh, please podcast. do please do okay morris well listen um thanks very much for taking the time to speak to me today and um take care
1: and thank you peter it's been a real pleasure thank you Thanks again for joining us on Let's Talk Research. To find out more
0: about the podcast, you can contact me directly at peter.d.tyrman.dcu.e Or you can find me on Twitter,